Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm Paul, and it's a superhero kind of night. I'm Kevin, and I've uh, spent the last week gathering Infinity Gems. And this is Potter, and I like projectile vomiting vampires. <laughs> Who doesn't, really, honestly? Paul got that reference. <laughs> Yeah, right, Chelsea, ah. you, you gotta you gotta watch the show, man. Yeah, I know. I I love the movie. I should just get on the show. I I was I was I was just bored last night, and it just came up on Hulu. I was like, all right, let's see what Paul's been talking about. I'm five episodes in now, six episodes in now. Yeah, that's how it goes. We, Ella and yeah. I started watching a show called "I May Destroy You," which whoa, I don't recommend everybody watch. The show is heavy as hell. Um, that's good. Uh, if you're into a very heavy show about very heavy subject matter, uh, it's very well written and acted, but it's definitely not light like what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as, uh, as you guys to alluded to tonight's topic, superheroes, Marvel crisis protocol. Yeah, boy. Uh, we got some relevant events that is coming out. Thanos has just come out. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then the hype machine that Atomic Mass Games has uh, started up yeah, on the Twitter we'll, and the Facebook. We'll talk about that in a minute for sure. For sure. But first up, guys, what have you been doing? How's the hobby going? Well, guys, I painted eight Squidbillies. Uh, I think I mentioned on the last episode, if, if you listened to our episode about Grimdark Future, I was working on a crew or a uh, stand of Thule for Kings of War, and I have finished them and based them, and they are all set and pretty. So that was what I did over the last week. Very cool. Paul? I finished my Fracted Drop Troopers that I keep talking about painting. Sweet. Um, so that's that's pretty awesome. I started on a Q-Drone remote, and I Ooh. also purchased and built the Morat Aggressor Force uh, starter box. Um, the big beefy boy in there did not come with his left arm. Um, so that is on its way from Spain to be replaced. So that's... Oh, and, and actually, I, I played a game by myself at my kitchen table. How'd that go? Uh, it, it went well. Uh, it, it took me a, a long time to play simply because I was talking to my friend Bob about Infinity. And so he said, oh, that sounds interesting and, and watched a bat rep on, online of it. And he came back and was like, um, that game's just like rolling dice at each other. And, <laughs> Uh, once I looked at who, like what bat rep he looked at, I was like, oh yeah, they're not talking about any of the decision making that went into any of those dice rolls. Right. They're just dice, that's where the game dice. is. Yeah. Like if, if you know the game and you watch a bat rep like that, you understand what decisions are getting made and why. Yeah. So basically everything I did and every role I made, I was messaging him and telling him what was going on. That's cool. Did uh? Do you know which which guys he watched? I uh, yeah. Do you I remember. Do. I do. Okay. But and if you think about it, though, I mean, think about watching a bat rep for a game of Song of Ice and Fire. Like, if you didn't know a Song of Ice and Fire and you'd never played it before, like a board gamer, for example, was like, well, "I want to see what this is about." A lot of friends, my friends, picked this up because it's by Coolman or not, and you watch it, you'd be like, "This is boring as shit." All those guys are doing is pushing trays together and rolling dice, <laughs> but like. There's so much more to it than that. I think most. I think most games would be like that. I mean, in all honesty, if you're blind, if you're blind watching a game that's not a not a a learner game, that's just a bat rep game. I mean, I, I think most yeah. would be like that. They they wouldn't know what's going on. 
Yeah, and that that's just it. Is and that was that was kind of my point to him was like, no, 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 don't don't go by that feeling that you got that this game is just essentially you know rolling dice at each other. Infinity is the least two guys rolling dice at each other game I can possibly think of. Right, and that and that was that was kind of my my point to him, and that's why I was like, oh hey, look look, and I I kept sending him pictures of being like, oh I got to figure out this angle, and look, oh this guy can see him, so which do I do first? Do I do this or do I do that? And um, I also discovered exactly how badass the O twelve gamma is. Oh, dude, oh my gamma. god, that oh, thing yeah. is ridiculous. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fower back ain't playing, boy. No, no. Um, an armor six gun. dude with two wounds and a fower back. That's that's, and he's plus one burst on the active turn. Yeah, boy, watch so out. It's yeah, been, three it, three dice coming out of a fower back. <laughs> watch yeah. out. Considering no, that that's you. AP and DA double action. Uh, yeah. So you know can you, you hit with you all three. That of them, that's me, six please? wounds that you're saving against. You ain't surviving that shit. I need you to sell that army. He's a monster. You just need just just get rid of it, please. Just just get rid of it. I think the gammas are like fifty four points in regular infinity. Like they they they're expensive, man. Which which a- which sounds about right because because in in code one, which is what I was playing, um, they're five points. Yeah, they're yeah. I was about to say it was like O twelve is pretty elite from what I understand. Well, they're right? not they're not all elite, but the the gamma trooper is basically in between a person and a tag. It's like it's yeah. just right. He's that big boy. Yeah, yeah. It's like heavy heavy infantry though. You know what I mean? Like just and, right. Not joking. And, and the way I deployed him, he had a very good field of fire that that uh, coincided with the epsilon sniper. Field oh, of so fire. then nothing can even move, right? Because like you don't want to get AROed by either of those guns. The multi, Let alone he's both. got a multi sniper, right? Gross. Yeah, he's a multi sniper, and he's MSV two, so he's mm-hmm. seeing through all mimetism. Yeah. Yep. And as Shavasti, that's your big. That's your your big that's thing. Your armor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mimetism is your armor. Yeah. So so I spent like the first multiple, like the first half of my actions uh, as a Shavasti. Trying because Shazvasti went first, trying to get myself into a position where I could take out either the sniper or the the gamma, and I very quickly realized that from that range, I wasn't taking out the gamma. So, so how did you determine who got to pick table side and who got to go first? I just rolled it, <laughs> and then I I just took the position. I just I just had to approach it from the mindset of each individual player. Of like, all right, so I, I won this role. What do I want as Shazvasti? Yeah. Very cool. And then like playing as O12, what would I do against that? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I think I'm just going to set, I think I'm going to do what you said though. I think I'm going to set up some proxy models, put it up on the table, have you on the Google Hangout, and I'll just play it like, you know, chess over the phone. You just tell me where you want to move your, uh, your, your O12 models. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. We can do that. Or, I mean, you can play both and I can walk you through the rules and, and check rules for you. It doesn't matter. Honestly, yeah, because I have, since, since, since we've been in the gate or lockdown, like I have, I have forgotten how to play any, any war game. Like really, I'm going to need a refresh one moment we get out of here on all the games we play. Dude, I had, I had to reread Crisis Protocol. Yeah, so. So, anything else you've been working on, Paul? Because that was very, that was a long-winded hobby time. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was, ju- I was actually just going to give you the results of the game if you were interested. Yeah, who won? Uh, yeah, who won? Um, well, Shazvasti came in pretty quick up front and took out the Epsilon Sniper and took out a few. And I just played straight up Annihilation, right? Yep. Um, so they took out a few things early on, 
but I, but they were never able to crack the gamma. Uh, and at five points and in a fifteen point game, that really it's a lot hurt of points. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and the I think I think overall the problem was that I didn't I was extremely cautious in delivering the Caliban into melee. I think had I got him into the gamma, things would have gone much better with you know uh, close combat twenty three and somewhere on the martial arts table and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, but I never got him there. So that was, that was a, a good learning experience. Um, but O12 was able to come in late and, and wipe out a lot of the Shazvasti, but also had to drop in a Delta trooper in the back end of the table to shoot up all the spawn embryos that were there and were denying points. Gotcha. Um, so O12 ended up winning six to one. Oof. Oh, wow. Yeah, it it didn't feel that close. It was it was because I I took a chance with um, the Guelos as a as as a lieutenant, and I thought maybe moving him a little more aggressively would actually keep him alive, and that didn't work. Yeah, they're fragile. I found that even in N three, like they look big and bad, and they hit hard as hell, but they'll just fold. You're yeah, and that's, and that's and that's the whole Shazvasti thing, right? They hit yeah. hard and, and fold pretty easy. And that's and that's why they have that embryo status mm-hmm. that doesn't mm-hmm. give out points yep. until they're dead dead. Yeah. Well, or until unless you do two wounds to them too, right? Like if you do if right, you were, that's what or, I mean, dead if you, dead. If but you, every yeah. time like I hit them, I would just do one roll. I was I was gotcha. hot on both sides on saving throws. All right. Like, Fair enough. Hot. Fair enough. So, yeah, very cool though that that you did that. That's cool. Yeah, and I still got it set up downstairs, so I, I got all the terrain set up. So I'm gonna play another game, uh, maybe tomorrow a little bit, and like over lunch and whatnot. So we'll see. But Potter, what have you been up to? Uh, I have not got a lot of painting done, but I've got a ton of building done lately. I've gotten, uh, let's see, I got my Direfoes box, uh, Panoshian aside of my Direfoes box built for Code One. I got uh, most of my Operation Culturum built. I think I only have like two Pano models left. And everything's Pano, so I haven't touched the Eugene yet. And then I got my Pano uh, support unit and or support box and built all four of those models. So I have been on a building spree nice. of Infinity models. Well, I mean, so. if, if, you, if they're built, they play, right? So there it is. Right, exactly. That's the important part. So, yep. Yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to. I've been I bought new new paint brushes, so I'm getting me some new fancy paint brushes coming in. Hopefully, next week they nice. can, they're coming in from overseas. So, but I I decided to support uh, Miniac. Uh, if you guys know him, go check his YouTube channel out. He had an affiliate link, so I was bought from his link to help him out. Cool, very cool. Yeah, that's it. All right, that's it for hobby progress. Let's get into game news. Uh, so first bit of game news, and I, if you guys have anything aside from, you know, what, what we'll talk about here that I wrote down, um, go ahead and speak it up. But, uh, Indominus, boy, that thing sold out surprising absolutely no one. Yeah. Uh, apparently other than GW. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although, you know, I, I, conspiracy theory me, I just think back to like, you know, my, my first job in high school, well, my first I don't want to say real job. I guess I had two jobs for any. It doesn't friggin' matter. My high school job working at GameStop. I was there for the PS2 launch. And I remember that uh, 
it felt like PS the the Sony had like artificially inflated demand by underproducing or undershipping mm-hmm. copies of the PS2 just to drive the hype through the roof. Um, and it feel it feels like that a lot to me. This Indominus thing because yeah. they you know they we know that they were gonna they were gonna debut ninth edition at Adepticon. So they've had six months. Well, not that long. Almost that long. I mean, if they were going to show it at Adepticon, we're talking about at least five months that they could have been like full steam production on this thing. And and they were going to give out models at Adepticon. Like I'm supposed I'm still supposed to get shipped a promo model from the Indominus box um, because I had a ticket to the thing where they were going to show it off. So if they've known that long and they had the production line up and ready, I just I don't understand how they didn't have enough copies for everyone to get it. Maybe and COVID. Extras. Maybe COVID. Maybe COVID because they were they've been closed since March. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and because they, they did shut down their production facilities, and that means and that's probably why they delayed announcing Indominus, right? Right. But still, man, like they it, they could have waited longer. Honestly, no one was like, "Give us Ninth Edition right now." Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, actually, the more we talk about it, that makes a lot more sense because if you look at their website, like their production has been back up. I think. Probably, you know, I think they, I think uh, TJ, I talked to TJ at our local store and he was saying that their production was back up. So they're starting to backfill. But if you look at their website, their website is still sold out all over the place, Everywhere. which means they're probably so giving, the, Indominus has got the priority over Oh everything. yeah, that, that's all they're making. But I guess the whole point of this, right, is, the, and the reason I put it in the news is that if you were, if you were disappointed, you didn't get it and somehow you missed the news. They are honoring all pre-orders of Indominus right now on Games Workshop's website. It might take until Christmas for them to ship you one, but, but you, you will get you, one. You can get it. Yeah. So if you want yeah. it, you can get it at the normal price. You just have to go. And I think that you can do that at your local Games Workshop store you, too. You can. I've, yeah. I've seen a couple of uh, store owners that I follow on Twitter. Uh, they have said that they're able to fulfill through the. You can order it through them as well too. Yep. So, you, so if you want to avoid the shipping, you can go to your local GW store, pay just the straight two hundo, and then it'll get developed or, or delivered to your GW store. And I just feel yep. like, as a service to the community, if anybody is not constantly tuned into the news and reading online, I want to make sure that people know that. Yeah, that's a that's a fair thing uh, because that that is a pretty big deal for for a lot of people. Um, oh, yeah. And I was able to take a look at the kit yesterday. Uh, because one of our local game stores popped open their demo copy of it and built all the models and had them set up and were actually running demos um, over the weekend. And mm. some of the models are really uh, pretty. I mean, they're all oh, really yeah. pretty. Let's let, I mean, we're, we've never, I've never been shy about admitting they make some of the, some of the, if not the best uh, plastic molded models. They're just gorgeous. And that kit's oh, no yeah. exception, right? Those models are great. Yeah. They're very beautiful models. I can't wait to get my hands on them. Yeah, they're they're so good. But the, the you know, there is also another big piece of game news, you guys. Do you guys do you guys hear that? Do you hear that? What is that? Does that sound like nostalgia? Oh yeah, boy. Oh yeah. Atomic Mast dumped a tweet on the internet, boys, and X Men are coming to Crisis Protocol. I'm so excited. The, so the thing is, right, they tweeted it, the official Atomic Mass thing. They basically, there was a picture, it looked like of Dallas's hobby desk, and there was a, a post-it that was like, it's coming, and an X, 
logo and there so right. and it, and the date is would have been the fr- like first day of Gen Con the opening day of Gen Con so it makes sense right that they'll have like a presser and they'll announce whatever they're going to do for I, X-Men. I've got a I'm going to laugh. Hmm? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh when it's X-Force. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be the, the most epic troll and honestly I feel I I feel like that would be a a, a just a company destroying move. They can't do that. Yeah. There's <laughs> so just, many They just can't. Uh, the the amount of reset the clock gifts that are in their Facebook pages with it, anybody un- mentions yeah, it's X-Men. unreal. It has to be X Men. The only possibility is X Men. Like it's just yeah. it has to be, uh, or they're screwed. Like if it's if um, Atomic Mass, if you're listening to this, if it's not X Men, you guys better just dissolve your company right now. She'll be in trouble. <laughs> Uh, or, or or start secondhand selling in Dominus. Boxes. Yeah, you, you should have you should have you should have never made that tweet if it's not X Men. Oh, that tweet was a mistake. If it is X Men, so, yeah, there's so much hype on the internet right now. Um, if 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 you follow Atomic Mass at any point and you haven't seen it, you have definitely been living under a yeah, rock because it's sure. all over it's the all place. Over the place. But anyway, so get, getting back to it, right? Uh, I've got my own predictions. I think my, my prediction is a new starter box. I, I think I even said this like on the record on our show at some point that mm-hmm. it, would, it would be a year and then they would put out another box and the next box would be probably another 10 models. And it's very likely it'll be X-Men. Um, All right. And my who's, prediction. Who's, your, who's a wish list? Who's yeah. your wish list? Okay. So, well, I don't, I, I don't know that I, I don't, I, uh, do I, do we want to <laughs> get into this right now? Um, I, I mean, so, that's what this episode's about. Okay. Fair enough. Well, and we'll get into the ultimate encounters and the stuff we're going to talk about, but getting straight into X-Men and a wish list. So my wish list is that it's a new starter box. It's, um, it's the same kind of thing where it comes with like nine to 11 or nine to 13 pieces of terrain and 10 models. And I would really like it because our current one, right, is the uh, Red Skull versus Captain America, basically, right? Like those two affiliations, butting heads. And I hope the new one is X-Men versus Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, right? Like it's, it has to – it doesn't have to be that. They could re- just release them as, you know, single and dual character blisters like they've been doing and people would be fine probably. But yeah. I just think they know – it, they, it, No, it, it's it's just too good of an opportunity it's to too do a second good. starter. It's too good, right? And yeah. also they know there's a legion of fence sitters on this game. There are. There, oh, yeah. there, there really and, is. X-Men would pull A lot people. of people off the fence. Um, and if they if they nail this thing and they get the, the X-Men box – Correct. And I don't, I've seen people like, it's going to be these 10 X-Men. I'm like, no, it isn't. Like, how do you, how do you do a 10 X-Men box? It's going to be five on five, just like the first one was. And it'll probably be the same thing. Well, they'll be like, both teams will either be 17 or 18 threat. And that's what, how the crisis cards will come, right? It'll be all 17 or 18 threat. Um, yeah. See, what, what I'm thinking is it's going to be the original four X-Men. So it'll be Beast, Jean Grey, Angel, Cyclops with Wolverine uh, on the for the X Men, and then for the bad guys it'll be Magneto, Juggernaut, Sabretooth. The other two are up in the air for me. I'm not sure who See, I would pick on the I, other two. I don't think so. I don't think Wolverine is in the core box. I think Whoa. I don't. Well, the think about That's it ballsy. though. No, dude. Think think about I mean, why 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 would you put Wolverine in the core box when you can sell a Wolverine and Sabretooth box? I mean, yeah, but because then you can put him in a box with like don't three don't do or four it, other crappy models, <laughs> and people will buy the starter box no, to get Wolverine. No, no the starter. The, it's, I'm telling you, Wolverine's not in the starter. There's no way. No, I agree. I mean, with I you, think but if they don't like, if he's in there, it's going to be like you know third tier X Men in there with him. 
Yeah, and I don't. See, I, hope, I don't I think hope he's in there. I don't think he. I, dude, I guarantee he's not. And I don't think I Juggernaut is either. Right. I think Juggernaut's in his own box by himself, just like Hulk. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's probably that's probably fair. I just, I guess, I don't know what what you would choose on the. Because there's so many of the villains that I would do independently. I think you have Professor X and Magneto as the as the central characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like the the Captain America slash Red Skull kind of dynamic. I think I think you just go straight up Professor X, have him as a badass support character. Ooh, see, I hadn't even I hadn't even considered Professor X as one of the characters. Yeah, man. In the in the yep. core box, I hadn't even. I mean, considered it makes, yeah, it, it makes sense. It is a pretty good, uh, you know, mirror to the to the Red Skull Captain America, like yeah. Paul said. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I definitely thought a hundred percent Magneto in in the box. Yes. Yeah, Magneto's got to be the Magneto and Cyclops guy. are in the box. It's uh, so the way. So for me, the way the core box is now, when you look at the side of the core box yeah, and but- you see Captain America and Red Skull, it's Magneto and Cyclops. I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think that it's, it's Professor X at all. I, yeah, I but think, look at, but I look think at the original I, animated. No, I think, well, I, and I thought I am looking at the original animated and I right. think and the, it's going to be, the, it's going to be, title un, it's going to be uncanny X-Men in the right. box. The title screen of the original animated 90s show was Magneto versus uh, Xavier. Xavier. That's fine. Ah, God damn it. See, I just, I don't think Xavier is in there. I I don't. He, he might not be, but I would I would love it if he was. I think that would be a great way to be like, look, this dude's badass. We'll prove it to you. My thing is, is when the Juggernaut comes out, just imagine all the I'm the Juggernaut bitch memes that will happen with that model. <laughs> yeah, and but the Juggernaut's gonna be on his own. So anyway, well, guys, the whole thing was like, you know, we were talking about wish list, but what's in the core box, right? And so, like, I have my own, I have my own predictions for exactly what's in that core box. I, well, I, I'm more certain of the Brotherhood side. I think the Brotherhood side is. Oh, I agree with the Brotherhood. The, bro, the, well, the it bro, makes the most sense. The Brotherhood side is, uh, Blob, Toad, mm-hmm. Magneto, Mystique, and either Quicksilver or Pyro. Guarantee See, I, that's that's. I the think it's five. probably gonna be more pyro, but because yeah, Quicksilver fine. definitely. I could go, I could go either like way. Scarlet. I could go Quicksilver or pyro. Either way, pyro probably more well known. So you're probably right. Yeah, but well, I also think like you've got the opportunity to do you know you know the the Magnus t- twins in their own box. Yep, that's fair. Um, but I think that's your core. I think that's your core five or six, right? With the flex. This is, um, this is the way that this, these guys are going to drop me back into this game. The X Men, I think it's I, I think the X Men is so for sure for sure Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, and Storm. Hundred percent, those four are in the box. Yeah, I can no, see that. no doubt mm-hmm. in my mind. And I think you can flex in a lot of a lot of characters in that fifth spot. Could be Colossus. Could be Psylocke. Could be Professor Rogue. X. Could be Professor X. <laughs> could be Professor X. I'm fine. I, I'm coming around to it, Paul. I'm coming around to it. See, I actually like the idea of it being Colossus. And then Me too. when Wolverine but, but comes but out like, his own but box. But like Juggernaut, he's, he's going to be his own box. Maybe. Pro- maybe. I mean, Colossus is a big dude. I mean, he's like. He's but there are. There, there were two medium sized bases in the core box for Crisis right. Protocol, though. Yeah, but I want um, it to be bigger than that. <laughs> and, this is, and, let, and let's face it, this is all about me and what I want. <laughs> I th- I think he's a he's he's a Ultron sized model and not a Hulk okay, sized model. No, you're probably right on that. You're you're probably right on that. Jesus. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I, yeah, I think he's on the Ultron size, the mid tier base. Um, but that's my, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, for sure, Cyclops and Jean, for sure, Beast and Storm, and then a flex fifth position for the X Men. And then the Brotherhood, like I said before, Magneto, Mystique, uh, Blob, and Toad, for sure, I think. And then either Pyro and Quicksilver is the fifth. I just, oh, oh. those, those picks just make sense. And they're iconic. Like those are iconic X Men characters. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why, that's why I was thinking the, I mean, although Archangel lost a lot of his, you know, fame, you know, he was one of the original four. Yeah. I just, I just have a soft spot for Archangel. He's one of my favorite X-Men. And Iceman too, right? Like there's like, there's a really good. I forgot about Iceman. Why did I forget? There was five originals. There's a a really good reason to think Iceman is the fifth in the box. And it depends on, on what era they go. Right. And I, for me. I just want Jim Lee style X Men. I want Jim yeah. Lee style card art. I want mm-hmm. <laughs> like like as, as soon as you think about like Liefeld stopping and Jim Lee stepping in, like that's exactly where I want all this stuff. Uh, but what, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement with that because that that's exactly how I'm going to paint mine up. Is you know the old they had yellow Jim and blue Lee style colors, right? Yep. Yeah, man, yeah, and that like bright blue beast. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, yep. so that's boy. We haven't even started our main topic yet. We just I was I meant to save this for the end of the show, like we would talk about it a little bit, and then we go over the wish list. But you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but boy, uh, so Paul, uh, X Men, man, like it. I know you're not like the biggest fan of this game, but do you think X Men would be a box you'd buy? It depends, uh, and that's what I was thinking. Like it, it would depend on who's in the box, um. And then it would also depend on, uh, you know, like like the individual boxes. Like I, I could totally see myself if I if they release a character in a small box that I really, really liked, <clears throat> picking one up. Well, with X Men coming out, that that completes your wish list, does it not? No, I, it's specific yeah, characters. His, his wish list was. I mean, yeah, so we're gonna get Punisher and some X Men, but I think I think if I remember specifically, Paul has very specific wants, like Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Well, uh, no. Well, I thought your <laughs> wish list was. It would, it would be, I thought your wish list was Punisher, Punisher Wolverine, and Ghost Rider, and and Squirrel Girl. And so, so, so right so, now you so it's, be so, three so yes, it's it's three it's three quarters of the wish list. <laughs> it the you know it as far as actually picking it up and doing something with it, it would depend on how it's packaged. You know, I still right? have if it's, your rulers if it's, over here that you won. You know, if it's if it's Wolverine and four duds, that greatly decreases my duds. chances of getting it. It's not though. It's going to be. What it's I not going to be. It, Wolverine's not in that box. If I can get a Wolverine Sabretooth box, I think you will. And I think you will. That's worth it to me. I think no, you probably yeah. get a Gambit and Rogue box too. Oh. I think that's probably See, like likely. that. That that would interest me. If it's going to yes. be like, if it's going to be, you know, Wolverine and like Samurai. That's still eh. pretty dope. That's still good. Eh. That's a good box. I'm eh. sorry. You just, you, nah, you just really excited on that me. One. That's an exciting box. That, yes. Yes. Because that is one of the OG Wolverine villains. Like, yes. Eh. I, will take, I will take a Wolverine sam- uh, Silver Samurai. Eh. 100%. I guess he's okay. You're a fool. Eh. So it, it depends it. on who they it, it depends on who they're who they're packaged with. I'm I'm just still kind of bitter about the the Punisher packaging. 
Um, but so 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 yeah. So it so Paul, it depends. Paul, I'll buy I, I'll buy you Punisher, and I'll I'll take what you call it, so you don't have to worry about it. Okay. Then you'll never you won't have Punisher. So what's the point? I don't care. I think Punisher's lame. Well, I'm not Oof. gonna play with you anyway with that attitude. <laughs> Oof. I wouldn't go that far. No, I, no. Punisher's not lame. Punisher's a badass. I'm just picking up. <laughs> that's like that's like saying Captain America is the worst superhero. What a terrible it fucking is. <laughs> uh Anyway, let's let's think about uh, just uh, before we get into it a little bit of the uh, the future of a possible X Men year, right? Because they they could e- the way that they filled this year with sort of like half comic book dream, half uh, or half like MCU. Um, if they went full X Men, let's just talk about the like boxes they could do and the things they could, like imagine an apocalypse box with an ultimate encounter in it. Ooh. Well, I was thinking like Ooh. what we talked about originally when when MCP was first coming Sentinels? out with the ult- Sentinels. That's mm-hmm. what. It, yep, exactly. Yeah, like that's three, what I was thinking. Three big Sentinels and an Ultimate oh, Encounter box. Imagine, Oof. imagine Apocalypse's uh, Encounter box with the Four Horsemen. Yeah, and you get and you get the Wolverine version of the Horsemen. Like that era. I think it'd be three separate boxes, like kind of like they did with Thanos in the Black Order. Apocalypse would be his own box with like a big piece of terrain and Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And then you'd get the rest of the horsemen in yep. their own boxes. And the Ultimate Encounter would incorporate all of them, just like the yep. Thanos Ultimate Encounter it has the whole Black Order incorporated into it. Yeah, it would just be, again, figuring out what version you're going to go with with your, your horsemen. Because yeah. there's just been so many. Oh man, and like also having like Omega Red come in because then you're linking the like X Men with the Captain America kind of stuff, like right? Because like then it, it, there's some reason to link the the two kind of separate houses together. Yep, Omega Red was such a good story arc in the comics. I I like that one. Yeah, yeah, Omega Red, poof, awesome, amazing. Yeah, I mean, also just the amount of just different team tactics cards you're going to get. Obviously, we're going to get fastball special, but like, what kind of like Gene Cyclops combos are we going to get? You know, uh, maybe even like the 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 shenanigans Nightcrawler is going to be able to pull and and Mystique with her the teleporting with him and then her morphing abilities. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. Certainly is. Paul, do you have any other uh, like? Thinking about reading comics in the '90s, hopes or dreams from a possible X Men cycle. Um, the only thing I would request, and and desperately like, because this is all about him. Remember, right? That. It's all about me. Yeah, yeah. Um, is I like when they do the Rogue model. I want that '90s Rogue. So big old yeah. hair and everything. Yeah. Big '90s hair, big old booty. <laughs> Yep. So, so what about alternate timelines? Like, obviously, so we're going to, you know, with the way that they've done the, the game and saying that it's the person's, you know, r- you know, real name, not their superhero name. Like, can we see something like Age of Apocalypse kind of stuff in the future as well, too? Oh, sure. I don't, I don't think there, I think that that whole, like, the future is wide open for that in this game. Yeah. So I don't think there's any reason to think we might not. But just like this year, them focusing on the fundamentals, 2020, 2021 would be getting the, uh, like, absolute iconic characters. I know it would take them the whole year. If you think about this year, you know, I think it's like 30 characters this year. 
to get through. I mean, if it's just just 30 X-Men characters, isn't even enough to get through half of a person's wish list, right? There's just so many possible. I mean, you think about like Mr. Sinister, Havoc, Psylocke, and dude, just there's so many. Cable, Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kitty Pride, Bishop, Cable. Yeah. Oh, boy, boy, man, there's just so much. Anyway, not not to mention like Ultimate X Force stuff, where you have like yeah. Phantomics and Deadpool and oh, get I out would, of here, dude! I wouldn't also be against like the team up of when the X Men were, uh, when the all the new X Men started coming in, like you know Wolverine and all them to save the original five X Men, like that whole team up. I wouldn't, my I would not mind seeing those guys. I wouldn't come even in too. mention Nightcrawler. I didn't. I did. I mentioned Nightcrawler you, a few minutes ago. Okay, all right. Yeah. Sorry. I, did I said not Nightcrawler and Mystique. Yeah, dude, that would be dope. Oh, oh man. yeah. Ooh, X-Men hype. I can't wait for this thing, you guys. I'm just so excited. I've got a hundred and some odd X-Men comics to still pull some uh, some inspiration from. I'm, I'm excited. And I, I can't wait. Like, my kid's going to lose his mind when he starts seeing all the new stuff, too. Oh, yeah. He'll forget all about wanting to play 40K. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, well, I think we are uh we are ready to hit our main topic then unless we want to do anything else. I think we should do the main topic cuz we've just been uh just geeking out over the X-Men. <laughs> Remember we were going to make this a short episode, right? <laughs> Definitely not comic nerds. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Um, but man, anyway, yeah. So ultimate encounters, we haven't talked about this yet. And I think it's worth dedicating, you know, an episode to at this point, half an episode, since we used half the episode to geek out about the fucking (laughs) X-Men. Uh, so for people who don't know, if you've never played Marvel crisis protocol, we have a whole episode on it that we did with uh, third floor wars. You should go check that out. Um, race, great guy. Fun episode to record. We talked all about this very, very, very fun game from atomic mass. Um, the thing we didn't, we haven't really talked about or taken a deep dive in is the other mode to play this game. So the standard game is your one-on-one miniature skirmish game with objectives and all that stuff. Just like the kind of things that we generally like in these kind of games. But the ultimate encounters give you a way to play with three people. Um, and it's a two-on-one situation where one person is playing like a boss monster and each other player is playing a regular team of models. Uh, and you can play, and it has a whole special rule set all for itself that's built on top of the standard crisis protocol rules. And again, is meant for, um, sort of narrative three player games. Uh, and I know for me, when I was first getting into this game, it was a huge selling point for me. And, you know, we kind of knew that it was going to lead into like a Thanos thing. And now we have Thanos, which is why we're recording this episode, because we can talk about the first ultimate encounter where all of the uh, the components for it are professionally made and furnished. Because there have been two released before Thanos, one for Ultron, one for the Incredible Hulk. But both of those use the components that are in the core box, uh, and you have to print and play the rest of it. You guys have any uh, thoughts there? Anything you want to add in? Nope. I think you think you nailed it. I mean, I I love the fact that they you know made that print and play. You know, or like here the here are these models that you already have. Here's something cool and new you can do with them. Yeah, I, I, I think that was so a nice too. Touch. 
I, yeah, it's a great touch. And, you know, uh, an, an, an even better touch with the Ultron one is when uh, COVID-19 first started to really take hold. I think it was about two or three weeks into the fact into the part where most states were locked down. Uh, Atomic Mass released a way to play two player Age of Ultron where Ultron was completely controlled by an AI card. So it was completely cooperative two players against Ultron. And that's also print and play and still available on the Atomic Mass website if you would like to download that and you have the core box. I did not actually realize that they did that. That's awesome. They did. So you can play totally cooperatively against uh, against Ultron. I've done it once uh, by myself because I'm a loser. Uh, played it two-handed, played both Crisis teams against Ultron and barely squeaked out a victory. It's very, very, very fun. I'd highly recommend if you've got a person who will play, uh, giving that a shot. Um, but getting into ultimate encounters. So we talked about the fact that it's, uh, two players on what's called the crisis team. So we're going to, I'm going to go forward using just the, uh, nomenclature that atomic mass uses. So the crisis team is the two players that are playing on the same team that are each controlling a squad of hired superheroes or villains, however you want to play it. And the cosmic threat player. So the threat player is the person playing the boss monster if you will uh and the framework for the game is completely built on the rules for crisis protocol with some notable notable exceptions so you play ultimate encounters with the same basic rule so the rules for movement and using and, and powering up and like gaining power and all those core rules are all the same line of sight all that stuff it's just crisis protocol but the ultimate encounters come with a book that tells you the rules for it's basically the ultimate encounter framework and how they work. How this works is that all the ultimate encounters follow the same framework and then they have their own rules that basically click in with that framework and play uniquely all on their own. Um, and we'll go through how that works just so that if you wanted to get a sense of it, we can tell you how that is. So, how the game round works is rather than the standard game round for uh, crisis protocol, which is just I activate a model, you activate a model, and it's alternating activations until everybody's been activated. In the ultimate encounter, it basically goes the crisis team activates three models and the players are allowed to talk to each other and nominate. So if you wanted to, one player could take all three of those activations with their models or you can split them up however you want. And then once those three players have activated, the cosmic threat player activates their big model and one minion, if they have any minions on the table. And then that's the end of their turn. And it goes back to the crisis team to take three more activations. And you do that three times. So the cosmic threat gets three activations. The, the team gets nine. And then that's the end of the round. And so that's a full game round in the ultimate encounter. Makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. Um, the only difference in the in the standard power up phase, which is a phase in Crisis Protocol here, is that you look to the encounter and status cards because a couple of the things that get added uh, are is there is an encounter card which gives you specific rules for the encounter that you're playing, which might have some power up phase effects, and there are also what are called status cards, and the status cards are special. They're kind of like the team up cards, the team tactics cards that do special things in this framework and they're all different for each one. And they, they, you know, they affect the different ultimate encounters in very different ways, but you might resolve some of those effects here in the power phase. 
Then you move to the activation phase, which we just talked about, right? I do three, you do one, et cetera, et cetera, until you get to the end of that third one where it goes to the end of the round. And then you go to the cleanup phase, which is mostly similar to a standard crisis protocol. Uh, and with, again, some notable exceptions. So here, um, one of the things that you do is if you have any crisis team members that did not activate because it, it's going to ha- it's it can happen, right? Like you, you could have 10 or even 11 characters out depending on how you hire. Uh, so that'll mean that it's possible that one, two, multiple characters didn't get to activate. If that's the case, those characters get to move short, uh, in the end phase. So every superhero gets to do something, even if it's just move at in the end phase. Um, and that's the, that's really the main difference here. There are some also encounter and status card effects that can come into play, just like the power up phase. So you have to do those. That's it. Uh, in squad building, what'll happen is that there'll be instructions for how each team builds. Basically, the actual ultimate encounter itself will tell you how many threat the cosmic uh, team gets to build, the crisis team gets to build on, and then exactly what the cosmic threat player is coming in with. Uh, it'll also tell them exactly how many team tactics they cards they can use, etc. So it, it's going to be based on the ultimate encounter itself. Also, there are rules for minions. And so minions are additional models that the cosmic threat player might have. And again, the ultimate counter will dictate to you what those minions are. But it's nice that they put this in here because one of the things they say is that if you don't have the minions that are specifically called out, you can sub in anything you think is thematically appropriate. So for the Thanos encounter specifically it calls out the black order models and we'll talk about that and it's basically like if you don't have the black order models you can say you know what thanos actually has some sort of grip again over nebula and gamora and you can use them as the minions instead of the black order and that's totally fine it's in the rules right here uh, another thing that you have is difficulty. So these, all these ultimate encounters have four, basically four difficulty settings. One that's called narrative and then an easy, normal and in, or easy, hard and insane. Uh, basically making it progressively harder for the crisis team to win, uh, and easier for the cosmic threat player to win. I can tell you it's, it can be pretty tough just on normal. So I don't, I don't, I don't even know how good the crisis team would have to be to be able to play against a, a smart player playing the cosmic threat player on insane. <laughs> I just feel like you couldn't win, especially in some of them. Uh, the Hulk one, I think maybe is an exception, but anyway, uh, difficulty. That's a thing. Uh, priority is going to be, uh, and that's, that's basically, um, initiative in this game. Priority is dictated by the rules of the specific encounter. Um, and then from there, that's it. Those are the, those are the notable changes. So those are the things you need to know about the ultimate encounter before you get into it. And then after that, everything is spelled out by the ultimate encounter. So does that make sense? Have either of you guys played one of these yet? I have not. Um, I walked in, uh, I think at the tail end of when a couple of local people were trying the Ultron one, mm-hmm. uh, at our local store when, the, when it first came out. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, such a good, such a good mission. Yeah. Paul, have you tried it? Nope. Nope. All right. All right. All right. So then, let's get Should into have to Thanos. Play. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about with the Thanos Ultimate Encounter is that everything you need for it comes in Thanos' box. 
So when you buy your Thanos model, it comes with Thanos and a giant throne miniature, um, which I think is a piece of size three terrain functionally for the game. So you can always use it. You can always use that throne as terrain in any game you want to play. But it's it is on the map in the ultimate encounter. And it's part of it. It's part of the encounter itself. Um, it also comes with all of the trackers. So you get your regular card for playing Thanos in standard games of protocol. And then you get a huge oversized double sided card for the ultimate encounter Thanos. You get a set of infinity gems that are just for ultimate encounter Thanos. You get the status cards just for Thanos. You get reference cards, trackers, and, uh, gubbins. So a bunch of tokens that are just for the Thanos encounter. So when you're looking at buy the thing, the Thanos model, you truly are buying your way into doing the ultimate encounters. If you haven't print and played your own yet. Uh, and you are also getting Thanos for playing in Marvel crisis protocol, which a big centerpiece mini and all that stuff. It's just an outstanding box. I think atomic mass just knocked it out of the park with this thing. Um, do you guys have any questions about the box? Have you seen it at all? Uh, I've seen just the, the models of people have been putting up, um, of Thanos. I haven't got to see the contents of it. Gorgeous though. Right. Yo, the model is fantastic. I I love all the different, you know, it comes with it. I think two different heads and two Two different different fists. That's correct. Yeah. You get a grimacing and a smiling head and a a infinity gauntlet and standard gauntlet fist. Yep. Um, so rad, that's pretty cool. And I've seen some pretty cool paint jobs. I've already seen, seen some people do it like a tank top. Like, so you have the like armored sleeves that some people have done and some people have done it where his face and the arm portions are sleeveless, which is pretty dope. Um, I've yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen some people use, uh, I think it's the turbo dark paint on it as well too. It looks really cool on him as well. Yeah. And a lot of people doing contrast over metallics, mm-hmm. which looks yep. rad. Uh, I've got my own idea for how I'm going to paint mine. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to, uh, and I'll tell you, dude, if you haven't seen this box yet, Chris, it's like, if you lined up like, I guess three on their side and two deep boxes. Like that's how many frames are in there to build the base. And the base is like five inches high. It's just huge, dude. Yeah. I love the fact that it comes with like the throne. I just, I love that. Yeah. It's so good. It's a good touch, but let's talk about the gauntlet or let's talk about the ultimate counter. So the ultimate counter is called the infinity gauntlet. So the infinity gauntlet has four difficulties, uh, and basically what the difficulties are in this, so you've got, again, like I said earlier, narrative, normal, hard, and insane. And the way that the difficulty changes in this one is that as it gets more difficult, each crisis player can bring less team tactics cards. So on the easiest, they can bring three each to bring six. Uh, and on the hardest, they can only bring one apiece for team tactics cards. Also, there are three status cards that come with this set. One of them is for the crisis team and the other two are for Thanos's team. And the one for the crisis team, they only get it if you're playing the narrative version, because truly, if I'm looking at this, I think the only way that, that atomic mass intended the crisis team to ever win is playing narrative. But, um, that's okay, because it's meant to be playing against Thanos. It's supposed to be hard, right? This is supposed to be right. after Thanos has has assembled the gauntlet. So it's supposed to be a hopeless situation. And they really do a good job of setting that out. And so yeah, and, you, and you want a raid like that to be a challenge. You don't want it to just 
you know, walk all over it. What's the point then? It's it, exactly. to me. It's like it's like Arkham Ar- Arkham Horror games. Like you want to feel like you barely scraped out of it. Like you want to feel like the game wants you to lose. And and it, it, this is definitely like that, Paul. Like if that's the way you uh, you wanted this ultimate encounter to be built, they delivered it. At, just reading through it, it's oppressive for the cult, the, the crisis team. It is so hard. Good. Uh, it should be. It yeah, absolutely yeah, it, it should, should be. Yeah. I mean, you're you're fighting Thanos, Thanos with the with Infinity the, Gauntlet. The Gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, it should be. So here's how it sets up. Dead center in the table is a laser. Uh, and around it is a circle. And the circle, there's there's six tokens in the circle. And they alternate between a cash and a power-up MacGuffin. Uh, it, you know, like, I, we can call them what they're called. It's the supply cache, the nullifier beam, uh, and the amplification mod- modules. So the amp modules are the... are alternating around with the caches and then the nullifier beam is in the middle. So you got a good picture of that mentally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your Thanos, basically they, they show you exactly where to deploy the throne and where Th- and Thanos gets sat in the throne. And then the crisis team there, they can actually deploy in a U. So, they can deploy up to th- basically up to three out, just like normal, but they can also apply, they can also deploy up to three out all the way up the side of the board up to the midpoint. And, and, and two models can deploy out there. So you can have two models on the flanks and then the rest of your models have to be on the back standard deployment edge. So that's kind of okay. cool. It gives you some flexibility and it gives you some room to, to, be, because you need it. Like you, the, you, you, as the crisis team, you need the advantage of having a jump on the terrain because you need to get to the caches. You have to. It's the only way to win. And we'll, and we'll talk about why in just a second. So there okay. are no victory points in this scenario, guys. Nobody's scoring VP. Just win, win or lose. Win or lose. Exactly. And so win or lose here, uh, two ways for Thanos to win. Um, so Thanos wins if he is able to destroy all three of the ant modules. So if he can break all three of them, that's it. Crisis team is done. If he can reduce the crisis team to four or fewer characters, he wins instantly. So if he kills enough of your team or destroys your objectives, you're done. That's it. End of game, end mm-hmm. of story. The crisis team wins if they KO Thanos. And you play until one of those two things happen. Sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. As it should be. And, and I think as you hear more, this will get more and more exciting because there are some things that make this really spicy. Okay. So how, how does this actually work? How do these things work? And that comes down to the, the crisis team up cards and are the, the, the tip sheets and the encounter cards. So let's talk about that. So the ant modules, these are targets of opportunity. So those are non-movable objectives. Uh, if an, obje- if one of these ant modules takes five damage, that's the end of it. So if it's taken five damage, that it gets destroyed. All right. Um, now. What does the crisis team do? The crisis team can interact at a supply cache to pick up what's called an antimatter core. And they can also interact at an amplification module to drop antimatter cores onto the amp module. Make sense? 
Mm-hmm. So as the crisis team, what you want to do is go to the objectives that are supply caches, pick up the stuff, and then carry them and drop them off into the ant modules. Cool? All right. All right. So another thing you can do is interact with a with a broken uh, amplification module to roll dice to try to remove damage from them. So even though Thanos is trying to break these things, if he breaks one, you can slowly bring them back up with a concerted effort. Um, also, the crisis team can interact with the nullifier beam, so the laser dead center in the middle. And so I'm going to read this text right off. It says a crisis team character may interact with a nullifier beam, remove an antimatter core from each functioning amplification module if possible. If at least one was removed, choose an enemy character and give that enemy character one suppression token. If you removed three cores, so that means all three are up and you removed one from all three of them, then the character gains one additional suppression token. So they get two suppression tokens. Makes sense? Okay. So here's here's where we're going to read the first of the two status cards for the Cosmic Threat player. So this one is always in effect, you guys, through the whole thing. Cosmic Entities. Place this in a Cosmic Threat player's area. A Cosmic Threat character without a suppression damage or without a suppression token cannot be damaged. A Cosmic threat character without a suppression token if they would take damage instead push them short so if you're doing the math here that means you can't even touch thanos until you do that thing where you're activating and shooting him with the nullifier beam because you literally can't wound him until he's suppressed i mean that makes sense because you know you know, he's Thanos. You're trying to weaken him before you can do some damage. That, that makes sense to me. Right. But that's the, that's the raid. So if you think about this, like this is like a serious, legit, like wow level raid. You right. have to be coordinating your heroes to be picking up and dropping off objectives and then getting your heavy hitters in there to smash on him the second that his defenses are down. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But also remember Thanos can fight back too, right? <laughs> like that's, that's that we haven't even got into the stuff Thanos can do. So, and, and that's the core of the thing, right? Is getting the suppression tokens onto Thanos <clears throat> and then uh, doing damage to Thanos. Now, Thanos' defenses, you guys, in the ultimate encounter are 5-5-6. Five, five, oh. <laughs> so, for people uninitiated, that means he rolls five defense dice on all of his stats, uh, which is the highest in the game. Like, there, there aren't higher stats than that for defense so wait so his his physical physical and, and energy and are five and, and psychic is six psychic is or six. mystic is six yeah his mystic Ugh. defense is six yeah he is that's disgustingly that's strong that's gross yeah uh he's got 12 health on his healthy side and 20 on his wounded side so once you piss him off he's actually got more health he is immune to uh, slow stagger and stun, so you can't do you can you can put bleed and stuff on him, but you can't put slow stagger or stun on him. I mean that makes sense. He's a boss. Yep. Uh, and he has an incredible suite of abilities, you guys. 
His standard two attacks are devastating. Um, it's, it, there, it's a six, uh, six dice standard attack with a throw, not a push, a throw. That means characters take damage when they make impact. Uh, and, and this game, this map, the way it's set up, you're going to be able to throw characters into terrain or other characters. It's just, it, you can't avoid it. So there, he's basically set up to be able to cause havoc with that throw. Uh, he's also got a cosmic blast, which is a three range, five, uh, energy weapon. And he can spend up to three power. And for each power he spends, he adds another dice to the attack. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then on the wild on that one, he pushes a character short and gives it slow. So gross. yeah, gross. Those are his two attacks. He also has charge, which is the charge rule for any character who has charge two power to make a move followed by any attack. Um, he's and these got, are all superpowers. The, the, these, these are the superpowers. The first two were the attacks and now we're talking superpowers. So, oh my God. So you can do that. Oh, yeah, gross. So, yeah. Yeah. And so he's got uh might of Titan. So this is an active superpower. Uh, choose an interactive terrain feature size three or less within two and throw it long. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's just, it's disgusting. Uh, he has a reactive superpower, insolent cur. Uh, after an attack targeting his character is resolved, it may use this superpower. The attacking character is pushed away from this character short. So that basically means if he has two power on him, uh, and you're a character that only has range two attacks, you're only going to be able to hit him once, right? Because he's going to push you right out of range. Um, he's got another attack called limited patience. And now remember, guys, when I read, when I, as I read limited patience, remember you, what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to run around this circle, gathering the, the power cores and putting the power cores into the amp modules and to power up the beam. So limited patience. Each time an, or, or, sorry, if an enemy character interacts with an objective token while within range two of this character, after the effect is resolved, this character may use this superpower. The character immediately performs a strike targeting that character, the character that interacted. So that's that six damage throw move. And anytime you interact near him, he gets to just do that for free. Or for mm. two power, for two power. He spends two power to do that strike. That's still, though, it's awful. To totally gross. Um, now, now, Paul, or sorry, Chris, this one's for you, Chris. Incredible physical conditioning. This is an always-on superpower, so the infinity symbol superpower. Um, this character may modify and reroll skull dice results. <laughs> So what? yes, so skulls don't prevent him from using reroll abilities. This character may the one thing that could have made him weak. <laughs> nope, this, nope. This character. Additionally, there's more to this ability. This character may reroll any number of attack dice once per attack. Additionally, when this character would suffer damage from an enemy effect, reduce that damage by one. Right, just incredible. So, so, so max and that's after the five, five, six defenses. <laughs> he still reduces incoming damage by one, so, so and he has to be suppressed to do damage to him. 
Can I? Is there a way that I can just put my entire team as just nothing but Hulk? Because like, like that's the only way to be. Well, this guy. so a thing I haven't told you yet is that each player gets eighteen threat worth of heroes. So okay, you you, so you basically it's about four to five. Well, I mean, depending on how you build, right? You get to build right. a dream team, though. So you're you're able to bring pretty big crisis teams for this guy. I'll take um, four. Yeah, eight, eighteen threats, pretty big. Um, now, now also we talked about the suppression tokens. Of course, Thanos has a way to get rid of them. Um, during, during the power phase, this character gains four additional power. So he gets five by default. And then during the cleanup phase, roll five dice for each crit wild and strike. This character gets to remove one special condition and one suppression token. Jesus. So he's able to clear suppression off of him. So that's his front side. You guys, um, oh, we're just on the front. Yeah, that's the front side. The back side's not that different. It's a little different. But there's also another spicy detail, and I want to get to that spicy detail. Unless you guys have questions as to this point. I mean, my question is, why would you play against? Them? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, this is the ultimate counter, right? You're you're talking about the entire two crisis teams against this one model. Right? Well, I know, I know. But he is just just absolutely insane. I mean, he's a monster. He's a, yeah, he's a monster. Um, and we haven't talked about the worst part yet, Chris. It actually, it actually does get worse. <laughs> <laughs> worse, worse for Thanos or worse for the player? Worse for the crisis team. It's, oh, it gets, Jesus. it gets better for Thanos. So, oh, my Jeebus. So let's talk about why it gets, it gets worse. Um, <laughs> whew, okay. Uh, <laughs> We have to talk about an ability that's not on that card. It's on his. It's on the encounter card. So on the encounter card, all that for a drop of blood. At the start of the cosmic threat player's turn, if Thanos, chosen of death, has a daze token. So this is this is reading his ability, right? So when he, if he's dazed, remove all damage, special conditions, and the daze token from Thanos. Roll five dice, removing any removing suppression tokens for each crit, wild, and strike. Right. So not only at the, at the beginning of a round does he get to do that, also he gets to remove suppression when he flips to his other side. So when he flips to his other side, he has 20 health and a new attack called Cosmic Obliteration. Cosmic Obliteration is a beam 5, power 8 attack. Oh. So he does beam five and everything under the beam takes eight and eight power attack and it costs 12 power to fire it. But that's um, going to be easy for him to get. It can be. I mean, remember the maximum is 10. The maximum power that anything ha- can have on it is 10, but he does have something that allows him to break that rule to get up to 15 power on him. Uh, and the, and the, there is a downside to this attack that after each, res, each attack is resolved, Thanos suffers one damage. So if he hits three things, he's probably killing three things, but he's also taking three damage. Well, it's like when most things only have, you know, five health and their defenses are usually three or less. And they're usually yeah. not mystic either. This is a mystic attack. And those are usually the worst the stats. The worst for most- stats for most characters. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. Those are usually Uh like twos or ones. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you have to really think carefully about who you bring into this encounter because of cosmic obliteration when he flips. So he flips, he's got the same defenses, five, five, six, he's got twenty health, all the same all the same stuff on the front of the card, plus cosmic obliteration. Um, so gross. Just 
just gross. I think he actually lo- he loses insolent curve too, which is the thing that allows him to push a character. Um, but I feel like that's a fair trade for Thanos. I mean, yeah. Also, guys, also, uh, I don't know which one of these two things I want to read first because there's two more nasty things. Um, and it, it's it okay, guys. Uh, bad news or worse news? Um, bad worst news okay i'll go with worse i'm going with paul all right worst news so there is a thing we haven't talked about that on both sides of his card he gets so uh on the front on both sides of his cards uh on his his ultimate encounter card he's got a little thing on the very side that looks like you can slot another card into it and what those things are, are the infinity gems <laughs> So he has all six infinity gems. All six of these infinity gems are souped up versions of the standard infinity gems that come in the characters up to this point. And at the start of each turn, you choose which gem is going to be active and slot it onto that spot. And then, and and you'll remember you get three activations per turn and you have to use a different one each time. So out of the six, you have to use three different infinity gems per round, and each of the infinity gems is insane. So on top of all those other abilities, he might have the ability to, uh, when rolling dice as part of an attack, defense, or dodge, or interact, treat all skulls as criticals. Or he might have an active superpower that costs zero to instantly gain 10 power and maintain a maximum of 15 until the rest next of the start of his next activation. So that's how you get cosmic obliteration. You use this ultimate power gem and then you're able to use cosmic obliteration. Or he might have the ultimate time gem and use that. The speed of all enemy characters becomes short. The speed of all allied characters becomes long. Um, yeah, he might also have the, in the space gem, which says place Thanos chosen of death anywhere on the battlefield. This can only be used once per turn. <laughs> terrible, Jeez. terrible. So that's, that's the infinity gems, which, which he has the entire encounter. But when he flips guys, when he flips, he also gains something on his card that says to my side. When Thanos, Chosen of Death, flips his stat card over to his injured side, place one of the following characters within range one of him. Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, Ebony Maw, or the Black Dwarf. So, one of the Black Order spawns into the game uh, with three power. And while Thanos, Chosen of Death, is injured, place an additional character this way at the beginning of each cleanup phase until the game is over. Like fighting Thanos wasn't hard enough. Yes, Holy. yes. You you play, let's, let's just give Thanos another advantage. Yeah, you he once you flip him over to the his injured side, he starts calling in the Black Order until four of them are on the battlefield. I mean, it's thematic because that's exactly what he would do. Phase two with ads. Right. Yep. Phase but it, two but again, with it's, ads. It's, exactly. It is. It's phase two with ads. It's whelps. Kill the whelps. Except for um, except for the whelps have the same rule that they're invulnerable until they're suppressed. <laughs> more dots, more dots. <laughs> oh my god! And, and, like, and, and why why did he need that level of advantage already? And and now fifty dkp he, minus. <laughs> and now you understand what this ultimate encounter is all about. 
Um, I tr- I truly believe that the crisis team, the way that it's written, the crisis team can pull him down to the his injured side at the top of turn two. Um, yeah, but you went from LFR to mythic mode, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what happens, right? Like it's supposed Jesus. to be like phase one goes by in a turn, turn and a half, and then it's like oh fuck, <laughs> and the rest of the game is just downhill. You got to you're mm-hmm. just against the clock because every turn another Black Order model comes in. Like I'm just I'm just I'll pick up Thanos in the Black Order and just be like okay I'm always playing Thanos. Yeah, but remember you're that's always for three player games, right? Thanos Thanos has his own. Card. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm oh. always going to be playing Thanos in the Ultimate Encounter. <laughs> uh, yeah, because because Thanos has his own card used for standard. Uh, he's right. A, no. Yeah, I know. And he he's well, a threat. Well, so he's, and he's a normal. He's a normal character. I mean, he's threat six, but like. He he doesn't seem outrageous for threat six. He seems well, like I mean, Hulk, he seems like Hulk a threat six character. Ultron are, yeah, Hulk and Ultron are very you know tame compared to their uh, ultimate encounter versions as well. Too. Exactly, exactly. And he's, yeah, so it makes he, sense. So so one question I've got mm-hmm. um, with the encounter is: Can the crisis team use infinity gems? No, only Thanos I didn't think, I didn't think so. Yeah, only Thanos. I didn't think so. That's that's actually in the rules. I didn't read that part, but that's in the rules that only only Thanos gets the Infinity Gems. You can't even right. put them on the Black Order. Only Thanos can take them. Yeah. Okay. I figured as much, but I thought I at least ask. Yeah, because it, it, this this is the point at which Thanos has the gauntlet on and powered right. up, right? Yep. Um. But yeah, so that's the Thanos Ultimate Encounter, guys. What do you guys think? Barf. <laughs> I mean, it's it's awesome though, right? No, like, I would love to. I would love to play it. Like, you do have me jazz to combine listening to you talk with this and our and our nerding about X Men coming up. Like, it it has got me thinking about getting back and playing. Like, I only got discour- discouraged because I went to go pick up uh, uh, Star Lord, and I saw that it was like for the price of one model, I could get I don't know a ton more for Star Wars Legion, and I've kind of been discouraged ever since. Um, and again, I understand Atomic's pricing model. It's just, you know it's very much the same as GW's character models. You're only ever going to buy one of this model, so they have to price it to to recoup the cost of their shipping, their their molds, their time, their materials. It's still so cheaper than it. GW, though. Right, GW is still too overpriced. But I'm I'm just saying I understand why Star Lord being at twenty five dollars is more expensive than what, what you would probably get for another game with an individual model because of the fact that you're only ever going to buy one of them. Yep. And I mean, and not every single character model is 25, right? Some of them are right. 20 and, and then right. and the, and the and double I, ones go from, you know, 35 to 45. Yeah, I, I will say that I think the double ones are appropriately priced. I think Venom for was appropriately priced. He's, big. he's chunky. Uh, he, yeah. He's a big chunky model. I think I just got a little discouraged because it was like, Five dollars less. I think Venom's thirty, and I think Starler's twenty-five. I think. Yeah. And so it was like for five dollars less, I'm getting this tiny model compared to Venom. He's badass, though, man. That's Star no, Lord he model is. is badass. He, and, and he gets the ability to get an Infinity Gem, so that I also have to look at the. I I always have to remember. And he's a threat three leader, which is right. crazy. But that, none of that should be really into much of the pricing of it from I a know, material standpoint. I but I, I do have to remember there's all the card stock that comes with them because ours are all the tokens. And that is the one thing I 
I do forget about going and playing Crisis Protocol is I'm not just getting the model. I'm also getting the cardstock materials that go with it but, for your tokens. But you are right, like that. though, that the game doesn't encourage multiple SKU purchases. Like, you know, with Games Workshop or even Star Wars Legion, someone might go in and buy three boxes of Stormtroopers or like three right. boxes of Gene Stellar cults. Like, it's right, priced you can recoup way, those. You're yeah, just you you're only buying that. one, right? Like you're 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 each time you replace a box, your the your maximum delivery is one copy per player. In yeah, most I mean, unless cases, you're unless you're doing conversions, yeah, or playing or, or have a couple different hulks, or you're painting like venom and anti venom, right? There are some reasons to buy more than mm-hmm. one, but for the most part, you're just selling one of each model. Right. Um, so that that's part of the price model. But yeah, like not speaking about the price model, man, I, I feel like the value you get, especially with Thanos, is so high because you already get his character for Crisis Protocol and the big piece of terrain. But you're it part of what you're paying for, I think, really is the experience of this ultimate encounter and the, the amount well, of play that comes in the box here. Yeah, especially since it's also the first ultimate encounter to come with all of its tokens. The retail the stuff. Yeah, it makes me really yeah. hopeful that they'll release like a caped version of Ultron. I do. For, with all of the components for the Ultron ultimate encounter. Boy, that would be so sweet. Yeah. And I, I would like maybe a bigger Hulk, like an angrier Hulk for if they did it for his encounter. But it is also nice that like, even though all this stuff, yes, comes in Thanos's box, you know, it, it, it still can be gotten free if you want to. Well, the Thanos one is just in the box. Oh, is it? It's not done like the, the but, Hulk. But there's the not. Ultron but if you one? think about it, though, there's not a way to buy Thanos without it, right? Well, like, unless you buy a third just, party, it's just like, part yeah. of buying Thanos. When you get Thanos, you get all the stuff. It yeah. would be like if they put the Hulk stuff into the Hulk box, right? Right. Um, they well, wouldn't. I mean, so- they wouldn't have to have it on the website. So for their third ultimate encounter, being the first one that you have to pay for. Again, still nice. Yeah. Um, and again, you, it, I, I feel like that's a little bit of a misnomer because you have to, I mean, you, you need the Hulk, but you know, I guess you don't need the Hulk model, right? But to play the Ultron one, you really need the core box. <laughs> like there's no way to play that without the core box because you need the tokens, you need the models. Um, and that's that. Yeah. It, the thing is, is, you can still play it as long as someone else has it as well, too. Oh, that's, I mean, look at it that way. It's true. It's true. Um, but yeah. yeah. But Thanos, man, I, I, like I said, it, it's, it's something else to have these on the professionally printed, right? Like the factory cut cards and right. all the, uh, like the, the die cut tokens and all the stuff that comes with this is just so sweet. And how much is Thanos? Uh, 60. For the terrain plus the model, that's not probably. I mean, that's probably $30 for the terrain, $30 it's, for the It's uh, It's more plastic and bigger than a Terrorgeist. Um, and a Terrorgeist is a $100 model, right? So Right. No, no. I mean, I, the, I'm thinking because he's, he's – Thanos is probably like the same size as Venom. Bigger. Ish. Bigger. He is bigger than – so, you know, the $30, $35 there. Then you get your terrain plus all your card stock and rules. Yep. Yep. Um, That's I, actually pretty pretty appropriately priced, I, I think. I think it's appropriately priced for what you get. Um, and by the amount of these things I've seen painted in the Facebook group, I think a lot of people agree. Well, yeah, I just I was just perusing you know some of the Facebook group while you were talking. I saw somebody that did one, and they did like the starburst from the gym in the middle of the gauntlet on the gauntlet. That was pretty cool. Ooh, so dope. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And it was all done. The blue was all done like the turbo dark metallic blue. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's real cool. Anyway, yeah. So that's the Thanos Ultimate Encounter. Um, my final thoughts here, guys. Uh, 
This is rad. I I have never been sadder that we're in the middle of a pandemic and I can't go out and play this immediately with my group. I love my Madison play group for this game. I miss them terribly. And like this, we would be playing this already. Like we would, it it, it would be today. God damn it. Today would be the day we'd be playing. I probably would have like knee jerk built and painted this whole thing so that we could play the painted version of it this week. It would be to, and it would be today because it'd be Wednesday. Oh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, I want to play this so bad. You guys, Paul, what are your thoughts? You've been quiet this episode. Um, no, it's cool. I like the I like the uh, raid mechanics. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it makes me really excited for the future of Ultimate Encounters because all three of them mm. are very different. Yeah, yeah. And they're probably they're just going to get better from this point forward as long as Atomic you know keeps you know striving to bring more unique things in. Yeah, and I mean, think about how different they are. Like the Hulk one. Uh, the, the crisis team is trying to beat on the Hulk and the Hulk is trying to Royal rumble them off the board, <laughs> like basically like weaken them and then throw them into like gamma tanks. <laughs> like, it's just, they're all so different. Uh, right. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I will tell you, hearing you talk in, in the, the X-Men stuff. It's, it's got me a lot more reinterested in getting this, and I may, I may pick this up when I get paid. And tr- you know, I, when my kids come back, get it all built and put some stuff on the table and play it with them. They may, you know, they may get slaughtered because I'm playing Thanos. <laughs> we'll see how they do. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Sorry, Dad's Thanos. <laughs> you get to be Thanos when you're thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's reading this out? Paul? Uh, nope, nope, nope. Not doing it. Potter's doing it. I'm doing it. All right, cool. Um, So just uh, want to say thanks to all of our patrons. We actually got a new patron this week. I'm going to pull a, a Paul and not remember the name. Crap. I was so hoping you weren't going to start there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's in there somewhere in the Discord. I know it. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, Yugman. I think that's how I pronounced it, right? Hopefully. So thank you. Uh, he's one of our newest patrons. So appreciate it. All the rest of our patrons, we really appreciate you guys. So uh, thank you to Static as a City for the awesome intro and outro music that we hear at the beginning of and at the end of the, every episode. And uh, find us on the Instagrams, on the Facebook, on the Twitters. Uh, we are Three Minute War Game, the number three, and not the, the, the word. And, uh, we will. I think that's everything, right? Right? Patrons, static, Instagrams. Yep, I've got it. Bye, guys. Bye. And we're not that big, let's be honest. The uh, the thing is, though, Crisis Protocol is coming.
or Crisis Protocol, Burp X-Men is coming to Crisis Protocol. Uh, say say it again to, dramatically and I'll edit it so it sounds cool. Uh, n- n- okay. <laughs> X-Men are coming to Crisis Protocol. Uh, <laughs> don't edit it because that's really stupid and funny. The, uh, 